0: <laughs> Alright, welcome back to Anything Goes with?
1: You, that's you. I,
0: uh, with Joe.
1: Oh, and man. Carla.
0: No, I forgot that, that that was supposed to be your... Th- yeah. And?
1: Carla. <laughs> and not. who are you? Philip! <laughs> Philip yes. <Phillip> and... Manu! <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there's our family Yeah, so
0: we're all together again uh, So hopefully this this works out um, Let's go to our segment, sweetheart
1: What we're into?
0: I am into I am into, right now, again I am into westerns I loved westerns growing up <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you choose that because you knew what I, what I chose for today?
0: No, I don't know what you chose
1: really okay, interesting
0: So I want to tell you what i I chose I, I I like westerns and it's because of our hikes in Utah that really reminded me of westerns Ooh, yes and uh, so one of the things that kept me going was downloading. Uh, on Spotify, <laughs> these different soundtracks of Magnificent <laughs> Seven, uh, The Maybe Good, The Bad, should, The Ugly.
1: make them hear Manu imitate. That's why I was going to say that right okay, away. Okay, I wanted okay, to get
0: okay. into this right away so that we could do that. So the, the the Good, The Bad, The Ugly and then these new Westerns. So The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Um, okay. I enjoyed it. If you like Westerns, you like that whole mythology... And I say mythology because it's, it's, not, it's not always accurate, you know. Like most uh, people didn't have gunfight duels like that. So I, I don't, yung uh, pabilisan and all of that. Most of the time it wasn't like that. Some of it was. But I think the experience in Utah, hiking, seeing all of that, uh, um, then listening to the soundtrack has made me want to listen to it. I took a picture. We, in one of our stops, in one of our gas stops, there was a quote book about the cowboy way. And I took a picture of a number of the uh, quotations, yeah. and said, that yeah, was I remember really funny. That. So there, that that's what I'm into.
1: Maybe we should um, make them here. All right, L- so let's so try. here let's is
0: okay? where wait, wait, here is, and I don't know what the rules are for Spotify for playing it. So I'm playing it from my phone na lang and I'm not gonna uh, like get a copy, like download a copy. But this is the soundtrack of one of the the best westerns of all time uh the good the bad and the ugly and this is what the intro is okay so just
1: that bit i think everybody knows
0: that, that's, what that play, is. yeah lots of people don't even know the movie but they know that 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 <laughs> bit
1: okay there he's copying it already so we would do this and um make him uh, do it after us so Manu, Manu Manu <laughs> Manu Manu Come on, cooperate
0: Manu
1: Manu What's that? I'm still in the Oh, he's not in the mood He's got too many there! <laughs> okay, mano. he's got too many toys, so he's you know, a bit distracted. But Yeah,
0: so our family's really into um, <clears throat> westerns. Well, I am right now. So Ballad of Buster Scruggs, I want to watch Magnificent Seven, the original again. The new one, I don't think is as good, but it, it's still fun. It's still fun, yeah. the new Magnificent Seven. Um, and, and And a bunch of those. So that's what I'm into.
1: And I am into everything... Korean. <laughs> that is so funny. I just decided that today I was like, what am I going to talk about for what am I into? And I said, "Ooh, let me talk about my fascination for everything Korean."
0: Why is that funny?
1: It's just funny because you are like talking about the west and I'm talking about the east.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Okay, okay,
1: okay. so parang yung There fascinate- is a
0: great intersection. What is it? The there intersection? is a great intersection. I've seen this movie I, I want to I watch it again. I know, I know. All right, It's called The Good, the Bad, and the Weird. Mm-hmm. The Good, the Bad, and the Weird. And this is an adaptation of The Good, the Bad, the Ugly. But from a Korean perspective, this, this might be the first Korean movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. And it was because I like Westerns. And so when it came out, I, I want to see this. The guy who plays the weird steals the show. He's amazing. Oh, the other reason why I watched it is because the bad, the guy who plays the bad guy... Is a Storm Shadow in G.I. Joe. Okay. Which you know, I know you love G.I. Joe. Yeah. Wow. And Storm Shadow and his blood brother.
1: I don't know. S- Snake. Snake? Snake, lovey? Come on. I don't know.
0: You okay. know that G- you We're know. We're wasting so
1: much time by making me guess something that I have completely Snake no Eyes Snake
0: Eyes yes so Storm Shadow in the JJ movie plays the bad guy and the weird who's the funniest guy is played by the dad in Parasite
1: Ooh, he's okay, so now, that's good that's interesting he's for me.
0: so good he's hilarious he's so funny the whole movie so anyway that's the intersection Venn Diagram Joe's Interests Westerns Carla's Interests all things Korean intersecting point the good the bad the weird yeah, we're getting to you next.
1: We're, we're getting to you next. But I'm not done with mine yet. Um <clears throat> so this thing, um, this my interest for all things Korean began with um obviously Chloe.
0: Yeah.
1: When we started watching that was our first gay drama. Ever. Was what did we watch Parasite before we watched Chloe? Or no. we watched it in between.
0: Parasite uh, in between.
1: Yeah. Okay. So but any anyway, Chloe and then Parasite. But I'm just watching those two materials kind of told me that this nation must be really, really rich to come up with such productions because yeah. they didn't look like they were low budget. Yeah. It, it took a lot of resource yeah. to be able to come up with something so solid, yes. so aesthetically pleasing. Yes. It's so well made um, and it's so intelligent. So parang it was kind of a new Korea for me. Um, because I've been there, I've, I've gone to, not that, you know, I thought lowly of Korea, but I just didn't think that they were very, well, I didn't think that they would want to be global. It didn't feel like that when I was there, like maybe around like the last part of the nineties or maybe early two thousands, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was there, but it didn't feel like they wanted to be in the whole global scenario. Right. And, um, now it's just so different Parang many years after that, seeing all of these K dramas. and obviously they have taken over the world in that sense. And um I was wondering what happened in between and why so short a time. Parang the turnaround is like uh sabing as a book na binabasa ko. That's one thing that I'm into. The New Koreans by Michael Breen.
0: You're reading a book on it.
1: I'm reading a book because i Michael? Michael Breen.
0: Breen? Yeah. With an N.
1: Why, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. No, because I know Michael uh, Bream.
1: I know it's a an N, but um, he actually says this in the in the book. This um, it now occurs to me that the real importance of the Korean story is the way it demonstrates not only that if one of the poorest and least developed people in the world can do it in two generations. Then any country can give a good standard of living to its people, become democratic, and take its place with the great advanced nations of the world and do so in a relatively short time. I think that's what what I'm really into. eh? Not that, you know, they were able to turn around. Yeah. But that they were able to do it in two generations. How quickly. Yeah, how quickly can you turn around? And it's just so fascinating. This book is just um Parang introducing to me, or at least um, informing me more about the Korean people and the kind of character that they have, which kind of leads them to who they are today. Yes. Like the turnaround that happened to them is, the bottom line of that naman kasi is how they are as a people. So, dun ako natutuwa na, na parang na, na, mapag-aralan or discover kung paano sila as a people. Well, one of the parang, what do you call this, um... Ironies, I guess, of their character is that one, they're very, they're sold about the pure bloodline. They have a, they're, they're one thing that makes a Korean a Korean is how sold they are about their ethnicity. That to be Korean is almost like, you're meant to be a Korean, and you share this with other Koreans. So they
0: don't yeah. intermarry with other. You, oh, parang that's
1: kind of frowned upon. Wow. To intermarry because the, the they consider their bloodline as the unique bloodline. Hmm. So parang in in one sense, yun yung parang one determining factor of their nationalism. Yeah. But the, how funny that because there are three things. The second one I forgot, but the third thing is like so. It's ironic because they super love. Being Korean because they are Korean, they feel like it's um it's like uh it's it's meant to be that you're if you were born as a Korean, this is just really who you are. Right, right. And you're supposed to preserve that and you're supposed to love that. But on the other side of the fence, they also lack confidence. You have any Michael Green's book, they actually don't like who they are. Yeah. And so this is I think this is fueling the energy to be something more than what they really are today. And so the whole nation is kind of um, together they, they harness that kind of energy to push them forward right, right. to be something more than what they are today. Mm-hmm. And that kind of uh, that kind of explains to me the success, the global success. So of this theory. Michael
0: Brain guy is a real fan. Of Korean
1: no, he culture, he in Korea. He was, I think, he he. Oh, okay. Boss. So yeah, he really lived in Korea, and uh, he still lives there. Um, he, I think, 80s pasha when he was there. so he really he's witnessed. Seen, he's
0: seen this this yeah, thing that you're you're describing. Really seen, yeah, yeah.
1: He's seen it firsthand. What happened? That the turnaround of the nation. So he's got a lot of things in the book that are very anecdotal, like he would talk about how they um, they the how they would throw tissue paper not in the toilet but in the waste basket oh
0: like the philippines
1: oh uh, like the philippines so parang mga little things like that about the koreans right so yeah yeah i mean you you're, you're going to learn so much from the book i'm only 25% though so i i, I still have more to um learn about the Koreans. But one one fascinating thing I think that I've discovered about them is yung yung parang. They are they love their bloodline mm-hmm. but at the same time they lack the confidence.
0: That's interesting.
1: Very interesting di ba? and if you think about it, it's a recipe for I just wanna make a great people out of us. I wonder
0: if a K drama about a Korean man or woman wanting to marry a man or woman from another uh, ethnicity I wonder if that would sell because you I know like don't something know if in the they ring. already
1: have or if that was kind of what they would pertain to employ because they after all north and south are two different countries I
0: felt like it wasn't like that though it was definitely not an ethnic divide they kept talking about not how an ethnic we're divide. still our yes, brothers correct. we're still our brothers yes if anybody knows out there any journeys of uh of marriage across ethnicities with koreans what that was like
1: well my michael, michael breen is not korean i think he's english so
0: he's married to a korean i think so i don't oh, know I'm, okay.
1: i I would have to research pa. but very interesting and then the, the other interesting thing that i'm super into about koreans is that they're almost like their religion is relationships yeah to have a community to be in relationships with fellow Koreans is like that, that's kind of like the, w- the, what they prioritize mm-hmm. so he was talking about like there was one example in the book na parang how they would prioritize group dynamics or like harmony between the, the community um, Very collectivist. over over objective truth or reality right. so like let's say kahit na merong nagkamali if that disturbs the harmony of the community, whether you are right or wrong, a Korean will come up to you and just mm-hmm. offer, like, a gift. Mm-hmm. As like of a, uh, like a peace offering. Mm-hmm. And, um, parang that's supposed to, like, put you back together again. Right. And so, that kind of works when it, when it's like, somebody, something's broken in the system. And then, syempre, to patch it up, parang madali sa kanila yon. May humility sila to just, Yung, let's not um, uh, uh, think too much about who was wrong and who was right. What's important is that we're together. We for can for sure.
0: That's got its downsides. Yes, but it's also got its strengths, and you can yes. see it in a very cohesive society. Correct, and then I think Even that's though that also means bumping people down to keep the surface smooth. <laughs> uh
1: huh, and that's kind of like what the what most K-dramas would have attention. On. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That serves uh-huh. the tension underlying all of these K-dramas. Na, why are you disturbing set rules, yeah. whether spoken or unspoken, official or unofficial, why are you disturbing that agreement between the society yeah. or the collective that you are in Right, in order for you to Um, prioritize your own happiness. So, they always have tension, individual happiness, and the collective
0: harmony. Nice. And for those of you listening who maybe have been hung on this, I did some Googling while Carla was talking. Uh, Michael Breen is the author. Mike Breen is the NBA announcer I was was thinking of. And and even if you don't know who Mike Breen is, you've, you've definitely heard his voice if you've watched anything. Uh, In basketball recently, um, that famous block of LeBron James Curry to Iguodala, blocked by James, that's Mike Breen. Also, when Kyrie shoots that three-pointer over Steph Curry, bang, that's Mike Breen. So Mike Breen is an NBA commentator. Michael Breen is an author who lives in Sometimes Korea.
1: Sometimes, you know, yung mga one-hour-long podcast natin. I wonder how short they'd be without all of your digressions.
0: Do you really wanna <laughs> know? If we time this, because I'm the one who edits it, your segment was way longer than mine, which is yeah, fine. Yeah, I definitely know that no, no, my no. segment
1: is way longer than mine, I but than yours, but your digressions add. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But
0: they're short. Overall, they're short. Alright, so I'm into Westerns. Carla's into all things Korean. Philip wants to join this week. What are you into? Uh Japanese stuff. Japanese? Japanese, stuff. oh okay. Like what?
1: Ramen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Like uh-huh. what else?
1: <laughs> Ninjago that comes from Japan or
0: that is well, true. Ninjago comes from uh I I guess America and,
1: <laughs> and, and Denmark. But then but But the but
0: then ninjas but themselves originated in Japan, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then also I also like from Japan is sushi.
0: Oh that's right. That's right.
1: I think you you you're missing one more thing that you like from Japan. What? It starts with an aw. Anne? Who is Annie? Anime. <laughs> yeah, like sales yeah. at Work? Yeah. Sales right. at Work and also Avatar. Avatar is anime, yeah. yeah. Or no? Yes?
0: Avatar is anime. Ooh, that's controversial. Why? Because it was made in the US. But it's anime style. Mm, yeah. Okay. So Because
1: so it's cartoon. You know what? Yeah. Now, he has a trend for what he's into. Mm-hmm. He's like into something that's a bit of the West and the East together.
0: Yeah. In one. Oh, that's true. Avatar and Ninjago. And Ninjago. That's true. Oh, he's our son.
1: Yeah, he is <laughs> he is our child. <laughs>
0: Speaking of our son, let's go to our topic of the day.
1: <laughs> topic of the day.
0: All right, guys, this is a special episode. We're done with the calling thing. Uh this is a uh, this is a standalone episode and this is a Manu episode. Our second son. Yeah. because we are recording this uh literally just a few minutes after he was born away from when he was actually born yeah we're 30 minutes away so we'll be we'll actually hit that point in this podcast and yeah so Manu's birthday uh we are uploading this on Manu's birthday in the Philippines uh, it's been a year of having this crazy boy have you been happy with your brother Philip
1: yup <laughs> why
0: what makes you happy about your brother
1: he's always saying yeah, he's always saying
0: funny stuff Yep. <laughs> your brother's funny I think he likes you also so um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, our journey uh, when it comes to uh, the, the period before Manu came around and the challenges there we'll spend some time as well on his birth that was a great adventure. Uh the home birth. And then finally just the, the last part would be uh stuff we've taken away with having this boy yes. and having going from one kid to two kids and having two kids with very, 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 very different, different personalities. personalities yeah. Yes. So there. Hi Manu. Yeah. All right. So uh sweetheart, you wanna talk about the, the pre pregnancy.
1: Pre-pregnancy, well, it was um before we had to well uh, before we found out that we that I was pregnant with Manu, we I was having some workups because I was coming from two losses before this, and so um we wanted to find out if there was something wrong with my body because uh parang the inability is not in the conception but in the keeping the baby. And so we wanted to find out what was wrong. and so I had a couple of tests done, and that in itself was already very um, how do you say this? but it was tough. It was I, and now I understand women who go through a lot of workup just to be pregnant and how they get so emotional even before way before they actually get pregnant and it's because it has a lot to do with their body. Parang katawan namin to eh. Like tests are being done to us and um, it's it's very similar to how you feel like when you're going to have a test for school and you're going to go there, you're going to answer some things but you never know until you get the results back if, you know, you pass the test and that's not a nice feeling. Yeah. And um I would I I've had to do that a couple of times. For my own body, and and when you're talking about your own body, this is your body. Yeah. Like You don't want to find out one day that a result comes back and tells you that, oh, you're broken in this part. So that was very um, emotionally and mentally challenging for me to go through that. Now I understand why women who go through workup would have to pause for a while before actually trying for a baby because... Parang the testing process in itself is so exhausting
0: Yeah. and I remember uh, Carla getting to the place where she was contemplating okay lang kung hindi na mm-hmm. kasi masyado nang masakit ma- na makalaman palagi na hindi yeah we had some good friends we got to talk to uh, people who experienced uh, miscarriages and, and having uh, trouble conceiving as well um, because the, the thing with us was with Philip there was zero sign of that. There was it was nothing. It was just Carla took a pregnancy test. She's pregnant. Everything was routine. It was completely fine. So with when all of these happened with the three pregnancies, including Manu's, the ones after Philip, it was like, what is going on? Where did these complications come from? What did we do wrong? Um, you 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 look for reasons and explanations and solutions. And uh, one of the one of the friends I got to talk to. I was so grateful for him. I was honest. I said, you know, do you ever feel guilty for not feeling as much pain as what your wife seems to be going through? Because physically, I I feel fine. You know, I I feel fine physically. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with me. But I I can't help but feel terrible for what she's going through and wishing that I but I don't feel as much. And uh, it was very helpful for him to to acknowledge that and say, yeah, he went through something similar. And also to know that um, just be there. For your spouse, you mm-hmm. know. Um so yeah, so if for any guys out there who or husbands out there who are seeing your 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 wife go through that and you're wondering, okay, how can I be more supportive? Just stay close. But this is not a, a pain that you can take away from them.
1: And I think also the the last thing that you wanna do is to think that your wife or the woman, even if you're not married, no, and you feel like a woman a mom who's had to like lose a couple of times or even just once um or actually give birth to uh, a lot of children um don't think of them as crazy because there's a stereotyping of mommies that are crazy but if you really um get to the bottom of what happens to a woman's body during conception, pregnancy, losses, that's a lot of hormonal yeah. change to go through. What was easy for through. me
0: was knowing that you were crazy before any pregnancy.
1: Yes. Well, that helps also so, if you were crazy na before. Parang,
0: eh, matagal na siyang ganyan,
1: <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm very serious about no, that. No, I Because um, there is a stereotyping of moms that they go crazy. And uh, in the beginning, I was, I'd was i have to confess that I was kind of like that too. Na parang, How come I don't know um, of any uh, of any mom who's like logical or like who can be who can make more sense than this? Why are they so emotional? And if you think about it, hormonally speaking, everything happens to our bodies. The baby grows in our bodies. Um, if we want to conceive hormonally, we have to achieve a certain point where it's just right yeah. for me to carry that baby yep. all throughout the nine months. So you'd have to understand. So, siguro na rin para sa mga single boys and girls natin. Juan na If your mom seems a little crazy, remember that um, having you. Just really hormonally change them.
0: Yeah. So. I, I completely agree with, with that because we talked about that, sweetheart, diba. Na parang, we observe the changes physically between you and me, mm-hmm. and how you physically have to go through so much um, because of the kids, you yes. know, and, and because of your age. And kya so analogy ko kung sa koche, para ang kochen mo, ang, ang katawan mo, parang high end sports car. Yung capable of so much, but you also need to maintain a lot because there's a lot going on that needs to be maintained and mine is more like an fx you know like it it it's going to keep functioning uh with minimal maintenance uh-uh. not capable though of housing a human life inside of him and 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 bringing him to maturity and into the world so magkaiba talaga and that's where i think the genius of of god with having a, a man and a woman as a foundation of a family comes in because with you being how you are i can be how i am and the answer is for us to to acknowledge that about each other instead of fighting and we've seen that a lot then eh, oh, men are so like this or women are yeah, so like that yeah
1: we always wish that the other would be more like
0: less me. themselves oh, and like more themselves, like us, us yeah, yeah. Parang,
1: can you can't you be more like me or can't but the thing is we're really
0: kwawa mga batang to kung pareho tayong katulad ko oh.
1: Oh, exactly. Ako haworen
0: I mean, sila, kumpara, tayong katulad mo. Mhm. No, butina lang. <laughs>
1: so, okay, so wisdom,
0: the Lord, binigyan niya ng dalawang magulang na yung tension nating dalawa. Iba
1: yung kinahargahan ng bawat isa. Yeah. So, not to say naman that men don't carry anything as heavy as women. They carry different things.
0: Look, well, yeah, we're going to get to that uh, I think two episodes from now when we get to Father's Day. Yes. Um, but for sure like, I like what you said, sweetheart. We don't know what our mothers felt. That's just simple. And one of the things that that Carla said when, when Philip was newly born, she said, I am not going to be... What did you say? Like, I'm not going to be logical with this boy. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to be okay.
1: I already warned him. Yeah, she ko, said, like, you're going to
0: have to help me. One really day this boy is going to gonna move out. He's going to get married. me. And I'm going to have to struggle with that. And, and, and I get it, you know. And and one of us, and I'll feel it too for sure, but you're going to feel it much more differently. And that's because of what you've had to do to get to this place. Yes. So that was the, the pre-pregnancy journey of Manu. Um, in fact, uh, when we found out that Carla was pregnant with Manu, this is our fourth, her fourth pregnancy, um, Philip, two miscarriages, then Manu. Um, When we found out, we didn't even tell anybody. It was at this point, we were, unlike Philip, as soon as we found out, we were like, tell everybody we're going to have a baby. This time, and uh, we've talked to a number of couples who've experienced loss like this. Um, This time, it was more muted. And I know couples who are like that also. So I've talked to couples who have said, we got a positive result in our pregnancy. Is it okay that we're not telling anybody first? And I said, no. I get it. We, we, we didn't tell people right away either.
1: Yeah, I do remember distinctly that when I found out that I was pregnant, I was happy, but I was also really terrified. Yeah. Because um, if we were going to make it through the nine months, that's going to be nine months of not knowing if we'll be making it through. Yeah. Um, and I come from a certain history that makes me think that way.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. With Manu... And I don't know if this is uh, God telling us to anticipate this for the rest of his life. I don't, I don't know. But it was never a sure thing. There was always something that made us fear. And and I'm not saying that there was always something physically or medically. But with me and Carla, there was always a fear that kept coming up. Like there would always be an incident. There would always be a test finding that would always make us fear like, um, did, did something happen? Diba? and and it right up to his first uh, heartbeat.
1: Yeah, actually, when I found out that I was pregnant, um, so many medical people, so many medical professionals would tell us na masadong malit yung baby, na baka hindi yan mag-reveal ng heartbeat pa. So we kept postponing a visit to the doctor, and uh, that was at also the point when um I kind of just surrendered and said you know what god um no matter what happens to my body no matter what's wrong with it if you want to keep a child you'll keep a child and so i just had that faith that if god wanted this baby to live the baby will live no yeah. matter what and so i had to wrestle with my own fears in in my heart na kailangan yung faith yung mangi babaw yeah. and the fear and so you so know, I was night. I was trying to be relaxed about it, and then there was this one night when I was just chopping around Uniqlo, and then I felt like a gush came out of me. Oh oh.
0: <laughs> Man, <laughs> so cute.
1: So when I felt that gush, I I was already immediately thinking that na, I, baka ito na yon. And then when I went to the bathroom and saw blood sabe ko, oh my gosh! Ito na, it's happening all over again.
0: And it was around the time of uh, when the two previous miscarriages happened.
1: Yes. So, parang mas madali sa akin to accept na I've already lost this battle. Yeah. that was one of the things that was very clear to me na parang na prepare ko ng sarili ko to lose because I've been losing before this. Uh, I didn't realize that I wasn't really hoping anymore. Yeah. I was more like given to, eh, di if I lose, I lose na lang. Ganun. Yeah. And so I was trying to be very, very calm about it. I was very relaxed. Um, although, of course, you know, I, I didn't want it. But I was like, in my heart, hmm, eh, kong ganun talaga, ganun talaga. And then I hesitated pa about going to the hospital. Yeah. Should we go to the hospital or not? But we we ended up going.
0: We yeah. went and uh, Carla went to get her ultrasound. Philip was in the lobby of the hospital mm-hmm. with our helper. Mm-hmm. And I would go back and forth to check on Philip and the helper and go check on Carla. And so they said, get an ultrasound na lang, mm-hmm. to be sure. And Carla was in tears and tears and tears the whole time.
1: No, I wasn't in tears. Pa. I wasn't. I, oh, I, right, 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 I couldn't even cry. That's what I she I, was I just just distinctly remember. Shocked not crying because i'm kind of like that eh. i can't cry until i know i know what i'm crying about right and so i i wasn't crying and i felt kind of i, I felt together alam yung parang i was okay i i i steps alam you've gone through this before so you kind of can take a hold of your emotions and so i was just there and I was just waiting for bad news.
0: Right. And so they put the ultrasound there. And for some reason, this ultrasound machine, when some of you may, may have seen this, had speakers. Yeah. And Actually, the speakers were on. Br- I'm
1: not sure if that's common. Because usually, the ones that they have speakers for are Dopplers. But yeah. this one was a sonologist performing an ultrasound on me. Yeah. Usually, they don't have the sound on.
0: Yeah. But for this time, they did And the first thing we hear... And even
1: before the sonologist can tell us that we've got a heartbeat, we heard it on the speakers. And that's when I broke into tears.
0: And, yeah, I just can't... Like, all the anxiety of Carla going, like, do I go to the hospital over this? Do I not? Is our baby alive? We heard his heartbeat loud and clear. And for me, that's what... Like, when it settled in my heart, that, okay, we're gonna have this baby. Like, that's... uh, That's when, like... Alam mo yung pag hindi ka makapit yung faith mo. Alam mo yan, nag-sasabi sayo na ganito. Okay, ganun ka lang pero hindi ka pa nag-clench yung wala pa yung word sa Bible na amen. Parang ganun. Sa akin doon ko nasabi, "Okay Lord, we're going to have this baby."
1: I on the other hand, still didn't have it. I was just really relieved yeah. and so surprised and so happy that the baby is alive. Yeah. And um, of course, you know, I was so emotional. But then it didn't stop there. It didn't as if, um, and I think that's great for a lot of you to hear. Nah, sometimes p- faith plays out differently right. for different people. Like kami nga magasawa na, pero hindi pa kami isa ng process. Right. And she, dun na, yun that's determining point. niya na okay, we're gonna have this baby. I, on the other hand, was like, yay, he's alive. But I still don't wanna be too sure about this. And. Understandably so, cause I've I've lost before, and I, I feel like um there's still that it's still a long way to go right for me to say nah I'm really gonna have this baby, right. and so it was very clear to me that what I had to wrestle with at that time naman is the call of God to believe yeah. that He's gonna have this baby healthy all throughout the nine months until He is delivered safely and in my arms. And that he's going to live.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the tensions. I like how you said that, sweetheart, that we could have different processes. That's one of the tensions we felt and um, for husbands and wives to have to wrestle with with that. Now, what if this is the word of God for me? I think it's for us, but my partner doesn't see it that way yet. And that's something we walk through together. And for the husbands who are listening to this, I want to say, one, we're called to lead our family, uh, to lead our marriage spiritually. Which means that we, and this is what I appreciate about Carla, if I put my foot down and I say, no, sweetheart, this is what God's called us to do. We're going to do this. Then she'll follow along. She'll submit. However, that doesn't mean that I uh, should do that um, in an oppressive way or in a way like I'll, I'll run her over or, or I'll discount what she's going through. And that tension of wanting to lead the family and at the same time respecting what God's telling her and her process, that is where true Christ-like leadership uh, for our husbands comes in. And it's not easy. And sometimes I'll get it wrong by going too far and dragging her along. Sometimes I'll get it wrong by not engaging and not cutting off uh, unbelief uh, sooner and saying, hey, you know what? This is what the Bible says. So if you're struggling with that, you're doing the right thing by struggling with that because that's the struggle. If you're going extreme in either direction, you're heavy-handed or you've completely ab- abdicated, that's where it's wrong now.
1: It's actually ki- kind of similar to parenting. Eh? Now, you don't know. I mean, I, no no, not that you don't know, but the hardest thing to discern is when to let the child be yeah. or when to push the child some more because yeah. the child needs the pushing now. Yep. But the discerning part is really what takes up most of your time and yes, your energy. Yeah, the
0: judgment. Uh-oh.
1: Yeah, because parang and you can get it wrong.
0: Yeah, well, you will. <laughs> you can get it wrong. And that's how you learn. Because so, mm-hmm. in the past, there have been times where I've just come down hard on Karna. Like, no, this is not from God. Cease this sinful behavior, woman. Parang ganon. And, and, and that would be terrible. On the other hand, there were a few times where fewer but then you realize, okay, whenever I abdicate, this is what's going on with me. I'm frustrated, I give up, or when I get harsh, it's because same thing,. Pala. So then you identify similar roots to it. So anyway, those the rest of those the, that pregnancy was a journey of that yeah. for us, Carla wrestling to struggle with the, to, to believe the Word of God. Um,
1: I had to I had moving to from fatalism to faith Faith three, three to four months of not believing completely believing that i'll have this baby and um uh i i think those three to four months were very useful in that i really spoke to god a lot that we had a lot of intimate moments where i would just really go to him and say please help me believe it's just so hard to believe and um that's also when you know it's it's so good to feel that your god is not offended by your, um, you're coming to him and saying that I have doubt in my heart. Na iba yun kasi sa nagdudoubt kalang. Yeah. Kaya sa sa yung lumalapit ka at sin-sabi mo alam mo ako please help me mm-hmm. na hindi na ako magdoubt. Mm-hmm. Geno, kasi human human beings ang tayo eh talagang mafeel at mafeel mo yan
0: And what's nice about that is you get stronger in your faith. Yes. So uh, like you, even you now, are
1: forced to really seek the Bible. Yeah. for the promise that he has for you and you're really forced to hear from him because this time, you can't even hear from yourself anymore.
0: Yeah. And what that does is, those demons of doubt that we wrestled with before, we know, ah, okay, I've seen that before.
1: You, I've seen you God provide very in familiar, yes, you can I've seen God provide for
0: crossroads of the family. Nayon Lord, yung hinaharap ko yung can you protect my baby? That's y- mm-hmm. right. And then now, it's great, honestly, that we wrestled with that, stressful as it was. Because now we need it as these boys get older and older and we're like, Lord, we need you. We need like you for even me,
1: more. for for example, no, for me it was more of like God dealing with my um I'm 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 not a very you know, I'm very opinionated. I no. <laughs> I when I when I put my heart into something I could really accomplish it and achieve it. But when you tell me that uh tabikan that's not for you, I will easily give way. Yeah. I don't like to fight for things. Yep. Because if I have to fight for something, parang baka naman it's not for me. That's so,
0: basically Carla's default.
1: Yes. And so I would never get something that feels like um, others don't really want to give for me. But then if God wants to give it to you, that's the other question. Eh, na parang are you going to continue to fight if this is already God telling you? I want to give this to you regardless of um, whatever other people say. I want to give this thing to you. Are you going to fight for it? Yes. And um, that was very hard for me.
0: Yeah, and that's something that...
1: Uh, I, go ako na tao, eh.
0: I had to point out to her, na, look, what does God say? What does God say? And bring her back to that question over and over again. Because I feel this, I feel this, it looks like this. Okay, okay, okay. all valid. What does God say? And that's what she wrestles with. And when she's there, she, she'll go to God. manu. Eh. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the birth the of birth. Manu. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know, um, it was a home birth. It was at our house um, at around this time, mm-hmm. sweetheart. It's 5 a.m. in the Philippines right now while we're recording this. It was around this time. 5 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yep. In
1: about 15 minutes, he'll be up.
0: 5:15 ba?
1: Five, five
0: 5:15. This is between 5 and 5:13. Okay. What made you think about doing a home birth?
1: I actually was. Well, I was. I was kind of wishing it would happen at home, but I felt like. Hindi pero feeling ko sa hospital parin yung mm-hmm. namin ito. And I had a very good OB, um, Doctor Karen Torres, and I. I wanted to give birth with her, and mm-hmm. she's um. She's, can I
0: just say? Can I just say? I don't like, I get it, you know, all this Karen talk on the internet. But all of my friends named Karen, none of them are like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for those of you who for don't, because I, I didn't know that there was this term Karen. So, i google me na the name Karen. Yeah, so, so it's Karen like some yun.
0: entitled woman, uh... Uh, who like demands to speak to the manager, who is clueless about how other people feel, only thinks about herself. I get it. I get that there are people like that. But none of my friends named Karen are like that. Yin lang. Anyway. Okay. For the rights of Karen. <laughs>
1: um. So my doctor was Dr. Karen Teredes. And she was an amazing, amazing OB to me. And she really took care of me because I have borderline um, APAS markers. Um, apas is like an autoimmune thing that happens to pregnant women which um which can lead to miscarriage, losses, stillbirth. So she was very good at taking care of me, um, in that pregnancy. And so part of me wanted to give birth with her. But there was also this dream that started long before Manu. Kai Philip Lang na. I wanted an all natural natural birth. And, you know, to have a home birth, is like, wow, that's the dream. But it, I really didn't feel like um, possible. Siya. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but eventually, you know, in the course of preparing for the birth of Manu, I realized that, you know, this is actually possible. Mm-hmm. If my body is meant to deliver in the home, then I could deliver a baby in the home. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think one of the things that sold me to um a home birth is when i was talking to a friend of mine her name's monica monica Manzano. she gave birth in her home also to i think two of her kids and um i i was i was talking to her and i said i'm i'm really actually praying for a home birth if that's for me and i said but you know bakalang ang hirap to be in the in the house and all that that was i i don't know how she said it or why she said it but Sabi niya, just think of all the bacteria in the hospital. Mas, less naman yung bacteria mo sa bahay. Yeah, yeah. And when she said that, I was like, ay, oong, <laughs> that makes so much sense. And then, that was pre-corona. Which is kinda like, if Pre you think corona. about it, if you think about it now, um, it makes so much sense na nakahiwalay dapat yung mga lahat ng nanganak na babae.
0: Sa mga may sakit. Sa
1: mga may sakit.
0: <laughs> bakit, magkadug, bakit magka-level yung <laughs> kasi totoo sakit. lang naman pag
1: pregnant ka, sakak manganak ay wala kana mga sakete, eh. normal to actually healthy kanga eh, kaya ka kaya ka, nah, kaya nah, mo nah, kaya nah. magbuntes mag mag keep ng baby sa chan mo obviously
0: there are in- intersections. yes
1: oh so, yeah. but all I'm saying is that um um that was one of the things that convinced me and so you know I was like I just prayed and said God if you want me to deliver at home then I will have the baby safely at home
0: Yeah. For me, naman, uh, we were actively studying what it meant for uh for a mom to give birth with Philip palang, and that's why uh I enjoyed being very present and very active when it came to um Carla's labor with Philip. For the dads here, I-, I don't know. Like everyone's got their own story. We've got people who read a lot, but when it comes to the outcome, it doesn't connect. We've got people who don't read at all and don't want to engage. We we know people who didn't read anything and and yet they get the all-natural birth because that's just how their bodies are. So, it's all your own story. What I always say to dads and husbands who ask me about it is, what does your wife want to do? And do you bear witness to what she wants to do? Because some people have asked me, um, what do you think about home birth? Why did you do it? How did you feel? And, naman, I could see that Carla was studying, Carla was reading, Carla is knowledgeable. I would learn a little bit about it as well. Kumbaga. My biggest concern was, what are the markers? Now, we have to go to the hospital now. And making sure we'll be able to go to the hospital if it really is necessary. Uh, But other than that, um, it was great. And I loved it. Um, If we have another one, I wouldn't mind another home birth.
1: Actually, that's my problem. If we have another one, I don't know how I'll give birth anywhere else. Except for the home. Just because of how how relaxed you are I, I don't think that a lot of people know about how um you must be so feeling at home in the place of your birth because um that's a feeling that you need for your body to work yeah and sometimes when we hear about these mga emergency c sections and all that ande sip nila na merong in sa body na hindi kaya ng body mag give birth but and I, I don't have the stats to back this up no. But I would ha- I, I really, really strongly feel that more more than um the body not working properly, it's really your emotional, mental state that is kind of hampered yeah. because of the space that you are in yep. during the time of your baby's birth. Yep. And um Siguro Para lang maintindihan ninyo, no? just think about how you feel in a certain space there are spaces where it feels like it's so safe for you there are spaces wh- where you feel like it's you can be comfortable you can be yourself If
0: men give birth some of them would do it in internet cafes
1: <laughs> But remember lang, di ba? what are the spaces that make you feel relaxed yourself and you know that you could let your hair down parang
0: that's offensive, but okay. <laughs> um, yes, uh, so t- totally agree. So the birthing experience was amazing. Um, for me personally, uh, I, was act- I was there the whole time. We had a few people who came over and the protocol was we'll labor as long as we can at home. And if we see that we can go s- into birthing from there, then great. If not, then let's head to the hospital. So that was always the plan. Let's decide along the so way. To me, honestly, it was like the best, one of the best team experiences I've, I've been a part of. I, it sounds weird because they were all women, Carla and the midwife and the doula, but for me personally, it was like being a part of a basketball team that just played so well and beat their opponent. And then, like, it, it felt like that. Like, I was high fiving them afterwards because we all had our roles, we all played our roles well, we knew when to defer from one to the other. And and there was lots of communication with the team. So, yeah, I was the only one who understood that analogy even in the moment, (laughs) but there. So thank you for those of you listening.
1: I I think also, you know, having a birth team is not uh, a popular thing for, or at least it's not um, common knowledge Mm -hmm. for all women or even men, no? When you actually get married have your baby. But a birth team is so crucial because this is the team of uh dapat mix yan eh people who make you comfortable people who make you feel like you can do anything in front of them and you know they won't judge you they won't rush you um basta dapat yung yep. general na feeling and aside from that trained eyes sino yung mga tao na nakakita na nito maybe hundreds of births before the birth of your baby yep because then they would have the knowledge um I I really trust my husband when it comes to like uh, birthing our babies and I would never want to give birth without my husband by my side but it really helped me a lot that Irina my doula was they there appropriately
0: named Irina
1: <laughs> you know cuz you have to Irina uh uh-uh. um and um also Eileen my midwife was there um they've seen a lot of births already and they know they, they they, have the capacity to know when a woman looks like, oh, you, I don't think you can do it anymore or you need to be rushed to the hospital yeah. already or you can do it. Pa.
0: I think that expertise as well as knowing who you are yes. super helps because these people didn't just have the expertise, but they, they knew you. Eh?
1: Yes. Actually, yun yung sinasabi ni Eileen sa isang vlog namin. So, Paula and I, my sister and I, interviewed Eileen. If you want to check that out, it's on our YouTube. Just go and search for Rika and Paula Peralejo on YouTube and you'll see um, our vlog with my midwife, Eileen. And she was talking about how midwives really go out of their way. Well, of course, of yung course, mga masasabing lahat. Pero most of, at least, yung mga kilala niya at siya mismo, would go out of their way To actually create that relationship in the whole nine months, you're not only checking that person for vital stats and all that. You are also building a relationship with her because, after all, giving birth is an intimate thing. Mm -hmm. You're gonna—it's literally a woman opening up Mm -hmm. to let a baby out, Mm -hmm. and for you to open up, it takes quite a while for Mm -hmm. you to do that, right? I mean, for you to even share something intimate to another person, that requires relationship a sort of connection and so ang talino nga talaga ng Dios na binigyan tayo ng 9 months hindi yung parang okay buntis ka ngayon bukas maganganaka na, na a relationship and confidence and trust cannot build in just 2 days yep and so those 9 months you can use that very well to prepare to research on the kind of birth that you want and the safest way that you could deliver to your baby um uh and also, at the same time, build the necessary relationships that will help you when it comes to the birth of your baby. Yeah,
0: and uh, again, that's what worked for us. There are lots of uh, women out there who just go to a lying-in clinic and just walk in and, and push a baby out, you know, and, and they're done. But for us, it really helped that it was that kind of environment because Carla gets very, ano nga, parang siya, uh with People's eyes all on her. People always checking. People always asking. Like, here's the thing. Like, she goes shopping. If I ask her, hey, how much longer are you going to be? She gets anxious that I'm rushing her. So imagine that. And for 20 hours of that in a hospital with varying nurses across three different shifts going, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? That wasn't helpful for her the first yeah. time in Philip. And so it, it worked here. So it was fun. It was... I, I liked it. You can see the video on Carlos YouTube. Um... There was a moment there where we almost gave in uh, and went to the hospital. Uh, she, she, Carla actually said, oh, can we just go there yeah. already? And um, that's where the knowing the person and reading the situation comes in. So I had a huddle with Irina and with Eileen. And we were talking about it. And I said, okay, do we go already? And I just knew that Carla would regret it if, if we did. She would say, oh, you should... Oh really did I say it that must It must
1: be noted that no? when they when they were thinking about these things there was nothing alarming No
0: physical alarm Everything yeah, yeah it was just was the, still completely the emotional fine. side of you
1: They were checking on Manu they were checking on me no signs of any distress whatsoever
0: Right that's what actually helped me to decide to stay cuz I asked Eileen So funny
1: cuz at, at some point I was thinking Manu hindi ka pa ba <laughs> <laughs> na ako.
0: So I asked Eileen, like, how's he, how is she? Seems fine. How is Manu? Seems fine. Let's go. You know, let's keep st- The doing only thing this.
1: that was keeping us Telega from like when we were entertaining the thought of going to the hospital was that I was just so tired. Yeah. It wasn't even like um there was something wrong with my body or Yeah,
0: she just didn't have the strength to push. And uh and Irina would say that you she has to push. You know, she would say that and <laughs> And the genius, Eileen, said, let's just sleep. Let's just sleep. Let her get some rest. Was it Eileen
1: or I think it was Irina, right? Or Eileen? I don't know.
0: Yeah. So all of us took a nap. And then, so that's at 2.30 in the morning, we took a nap.
1: Here again is the magic of how the space figures, no? Yeah. In in one's birth. Um, I was giving birth with how many people?
0: Eight.
1: In the midst of eight people. And um, in the beginning, it was very, very helpful because you know it was.
0: Yeah, the parallel house were there. Philip's right. Yeah, uh, Nika and. So and I had Jessica my my, my there, nieces so.
1: there, and um, in the beginning, it was very helpful because it felt like I had a cheerleading team, yep. cheering me on. We thought
0: we would be done in ten hours. Right. We didn't think it would take twenty-five. <laughs> my
1: my my. What I didn't foresee then is that if it took long. Um, Everybody in one cramped space, especially like let's say my room or oh, no, our room, they were all there. Um, we are all sharing the same energy, yeah. And because it's been going on for so many hours, people were already tired. And because they were tired, um, it kind of but because we shared that energy, I kind of got that feeling too. Nah, because they were tired, I was tired. We were all feeling tired yep. with one another. Yep. And the genius in what. I don't know, Eileen, Irina, or both of them said, okay, why don't we all take a rest? And we'll take a rest for, what, two hours ba? Gano. So I think we really slept for about, hours pa kayo ng, I mean sila ng kwarto. Uh, Twelve? Or one? Or eleven? Parang eleven. Eleven. And, um, the thing is, when they left, I was able to sleep. Yeah. And, I really felt like I needed that sleep. And when I, f- when I fell asleep, I think my entire body relaxed. Mm-hmm. And it let that energy of being tired out of my body. I was able to release that. And at the same time, nobody was in the space mm-hmm. trying to compete for the energy that I needed mm-hmm. to give birth to this baby. That all of a sudden, by 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock, At around
0: 2.30, Carla started... I, uh, I felt the urge pushing poop. and that's what <laughs> Not everybody
1: That's pa eh, I want to poop. <laughs>
0: and that's what everybody noticed na iba na yung ungol niya.
1: Uh, I was really uh, parang releasing sounds that felt like uh, someone's going to give birth. And so from 2 to 5:30, 2:30 to 5:30, I was pushing Manu out. And that was it. I That's an unforgettable feeling for me. Um, yeah. It was something that... It was involuntary. Yeah. You couldn't... You couldn't stop. You couldn't, co- stop. Yeah. You you couldn't, couldn't make stop. it. You can't oh. create it. If your body is not going into it, you can't create it. There there are ways of helping it. But naturally, if it comes to you, voila, there's no way to stop also.
0: Yeah. There. <laughs> it was fun. One of my favorite things was... Just being home. You know? So I think after that I took a nap, right? Like mm-hmm. I was just so exhausted. I
1: think you you conked out right away that Sinika was the one who cut the cord because you were asleep na. Really? Yeah. She cut the cord. Because like when we were thinking na okay, it's time to cut it. <laughs> namin, ah, tulog siya.
0: <laughs> oh, as, as soon as Manu was out and healthy and he had fed once, I slept. Like, I got knocked out. And I, I loved that. I'm Compared to yung isa, Now I would shuttle back and forth from hospital to the house, bring clothes, talk to nurses. Talk, like, there was so much going on the whole time. This one, we were at home. Yeah. You know, it was very peaceful, very calm. We cleaned up and then sent everybody off, thanked everybody, paid who needed to be paid. And then we were done.
1: And the beautiful thing about that is that we were surrounded by people who loved us they were not strangers. I'm not saying that the medical world doesn't have people who care. They do. It's just that of course hindi naman sila talaga mga kilala mo, diba? So this time, talagang family were surrounding us yeah. and I we just felt so loved and we felt like so many people were really celebrating the birth of this baby.
0: Yeah. So there. And now he's turning a year old.
1: He's turning a year old. And, and he's we, been we, consistent. Very consistent. In
0: being inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> just a, inconsistent. He's yeah. a, an extremely yeah. unpredictable baby. Philip uh, was just an easy baby from the beginning.
1: He was kind of like, like a textbook baby. Like yeah. He slept through after two months. And he, he slept. He, he took naps. That, that day, when... Do, the baby man who was born. Yes. Aww, yes. on
0: June 9. And so Philip was uh and still is for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um he's he's reasonable, he's he's intelligent. He'll he he'll he'll he understands concepts very quickly. Abstract concepts. We are watching history now. I mean it it's amazing. and uh, generals. Yeah, like kings and generals. <laughs> Manu, on the other hand, uh, seem you know seems really intelligent as well, but just super unpredictable.
1: Super unpredictable. You don't know when he cries. You can't tell why he cries. Yeah,
0: is this a real thing or are you just angry? You know, like we we don't know. Philip, say it was he's crying. Let's see, wet diaper, hungry, and it's sleepy. one of those things. And you you take care of those three things. Oh, that's what that's all it was. Manu, he'll cry. Not wet diaper, not hungry, not sleepy. Why is he crying? Then after all, he'll just stop and smile at you. And you're like, what, what he's just expressing himself? <laughs> That's all he's doing? <laughs> what can I Yeah, and
1: I think um, by far the most telling thing that this kid is really unpredictable is that we're spending his birthday here in the States.
0: Yeah. Can yeah. you
1: imagine that we had no plans of um, celebrating his birthday here? We would have been home months ago from the one one month trip that we planned when we left for America mar- on March, but we're still here because we're stranded because of that whole co- COVID thing, and um, we, we in the beginning we were just joking na ah, siguro, dito ka birthday anak. and lo and behold, <laughs> dito <sya> birthday. <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's just another thing to tell us na stop figuring me out.
0: <laughs> yeah, he gets wounds all the time. Like even right before this podcast, he has this fresh wound, like a scratch on his forehead and it's bright pink, like a, a reddish pink as the blood's coming out. It's like, where do you keep getting these wounds from? I wonder if my parents thought that about me <laughs> uh, growing up with all the scars I've had.
1: I was kind of like that too. Yeah. Not really wounds, but I would always have bruises.
0: That was a big scar. Uh-huh. That one was. Yeah. And Philip is actually really disciplined. When he gets wounds, he knows he has to wash it even though it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. Even,
1: even, I didn't, I, I, even when we were playing this golf, I tripped and I got a wound here. I remember that. And then my pants got ripped.
0: Yeah. So there. Um, that's our, our Manu episode. If you want to put Man, lessons to it, if you want to put lessons to it, that's you can do that. I guess the journey of faith mm-hmm. is not going to be a smooth one. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a and predictable just one.
1: To end it for me no, for properly, it's really um, a child can really change so much in your life. We always say that um, the next generation will change the world. And it really begins with the parents. Yeah. Like how that child is able to change the mom and the dad as they come along. Um, from the time of conception to birth to raising them, so much has to be changed. Not only about the kids because they, they rapidly develop and they have to change all the time. But what I think is overlooked is the fact that God can use that child to first change the world of the mom and the dad and i've been very very grateful to god for giving me two opportunities to change who i am because i definitely am a lot better i'm a lot crazier too <laughs> hormonally don't, don't say
0: that I, uh, someone said i don't know who it was but said like don't say moms go crazy mm. it's it's not a good way to you're crazy if you say that <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, I I just am very grateful for the opportunity to go beyond myself. I wouldn't have had known that um I could do certain things in my life if God didn't give me children.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm just really grateful uh to God uh to my wife for carrying and bearing uh these two. I'm grateful that they super get along. Like, nobody makes Philip laugh and happy like Manu. And nobody makes Manu happy like Philip. Like Philip, yeah. Yeah, just, I super love that about them. And, and so, yeah. So, happy birthday, Manu.
1: Happy birthday, Manu.
0: Thankful, thank I'm so glad he finally went to sleep so we can finish this.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right, question of the day. I question? I mean, question and answer. <laughs>
1: Question and answer.
0: All right, sweetheart. What is our question for question and answer?
1: <laughs> okay, gising na yung anak natin. Ah, uh, the question is actually from Tiffany Ang, who is my editor for my vlogs. Hi, hey, Tiffany. Tiffany. And your question is, what is your dream hiking destination? Um, well, mine is the Annapurna Circuit. And it's a trek within the ranges of Nepal.
0: It's a two week circuit around Annapur. Now we first heard about it from TJ, one of our missionaries there.
1: No, I didn't hear it from him. You did. No, I I heard I it did. before that. I did. <laughs> yeah, don't include me. Ikaolang yon. Did I say you? You said we. Oh. Yes. I I
0: first heard about it from TJ.
1: I first heard it from and my so hiking did friends. From TJ. So. Um, but
0: Carla heard about it years ago.
1: Yeah, and the re- uh, most most hikers or mountain climbers would have Everest as their dream, parang the must hike um, mountain. However, I don't, kasi like yung masyadong technical na climbs, and I believe there is, man, certain. Um, Accomplishment Sense of accomplishment In something As high as Everest However That's not what I'm after Mm -hmm. I'm after The whole Cultural experience I want to be able to um, Meet communities You'll go through Different villages Yes. And I'd like to meet the people I want to enjoy it Like not only um Have that sense of accomplishment and na nakakita ko But more like, sino ba tong mga taong. To? You wanna
0: be where the people are. Yes. You wanna what? see, maybe see them dancing. Whoa. Whoa. Right? Walking around on those. What do you call them?
1: Okay. Ito na naman tayo. Sana, I- 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 edit oh, mo lahat ng feet. digressions mo Let's see how long yeah
0: because flipping your fins <laughs> 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 yeah but, anyway. but yeah the, the onion uh, uh, encyclopedia I used to like the onion much more I don't like I don't think it's as funny anymore but I still like their books and the onion encyclopedia has this uh, scathing entry for people who climb Mount Everest and it says these people spend so much time and effort and money Uh... To go on an adventure um, instead of contributing to scientific advancement, culture, or uh, helping people who are less fortunate, they decided to go on an adventure and spend all those billions of dollars to change their own lives and nobody else's. So, some other lang the onion. But yeah, I agree. Um, I think a circuit through the culture, eating their food. That's what TJ said that super convinced me. Yeah, eating their we, food. That we would just be eating the food. Uh, that sounds super duper fun.
1: Yeah, so Annapurna Circuit is like my top. And then, because we've been exposed to the whole national parks scene here in the US, I now have a dream to hike all the national parks here in the US and also to discover more of the national parks outside of our nation. And... There are many other ones in, like, let's say Taiwan ang daminila. Um, Korea Ren, ang dami, dami lang mountain ranges. So. And I would
0: love to see that kind of thing done in the Philippines. Yeah. And I think there have been some improvements, even from when we started hiking in 2012 to today. Oh, oh. When we go hiking now and seeing more of the DENR, the uh, Environment and National was Resources Department. Hiking, i actually
1: hiking, my first hike was back in 2006. Mm hmm. So, it was very different. Like, um, it was just for a handful of people who really wanted an adventure, but it wasn't something that um, a lot of people were into.
0: I know there's a lot of improvements that can be made, but I love that there are actual guides now. I love that, that feeling that I feel like I'm giving to that community. Yes. And so far, the hikes we've been on, they're... Better, you know, they're better organized. The guide goes up with a trash bag to pick up trash along the way, invites you to participate. So, all for that. uh, Wherever I can go to support that, I would love to support that for more uh, preservation and highlighting and enjoyment of natural resources in the Philippines. Yes. Yeah, that's it.
1: Alright, thanks so for So we've been question. everywhere.
0: We've been in the West and the East and the womb and now up the <laughs> mountains. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's it for Anything Goes With Joe and Carla. Um, you can talk to us more on the Facebook group.
1: Please do come up with questions that you want us to answer either as an entire topic or for question of the day. Um, just go ahead and shoot us an email at joeandcarlapodcast at gmail.com.
0: That's it. See you guys. Thank Bye. you.